This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Not losing any sleep. It's Groundhog's Day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, just doing the things. We are doing the things. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do three things at the same time. Uh, but, you know, we're going to start with a really awkward conversation. Yes, we need to have a very awkward conversation. Um, we're not awkward. The awkward is coming from Marilyn Manson. I mean, we are awkward, too. It's a long story. But today, uh, we need to start with Marilyn Manson because we began to hear about some controversy surrounding, uh, well, Evan Rachel Wood made an announcement that Marilyn Manson horrifically abused her for years. Um, That story kind of blew up this week. Um, It's not that we didn't have reason to suspect Marilyn Manson was a problematic figure. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But I wanted to tell you that we kick things off today learning that Marilyn Manson is already suffering the consequences of that controversy after being dropped by his record label amid these abuse Allegations, and I'll just tell you a little bit about, uh, or read you a little bit of the statement from uh, his record label, Loma Vista Recordings. Quote, in light of today, that is yesterday's disturbing allegations by Evan Rachel Wood and other women naming Marilyn Manson as their abuser, Loma Vista will cease to further promote his current album effective immediately. Due to these concerning developments, we have also decided not to work with Marilyn Manson on any future projects. So that is immediate uh, result Mm -hmm. to the controversy and the allegations that... um, Again, to put it bluntly, blew up yesterday. Well, you know what I think is really interesting? And I'm sort of just arriving to the scene because I don't pay a lot of attention to Marilyn Manson. But it seems like the consequences have uh, arrived a little too late. And I'm saying that because I read this op-ed um, from NBC News written by uh, Jill Flipovic. F- Philip. Filipovic, sorry, Filipovic, who, by the way, is the author of a book called OK Boomer, Let's Talk, How My Generation Got Left Behind. And she basically says, hey, guys, FYI, um, you're all arriving to this story about Marilyn Manson about like 20 years too late. And what she does is she goes through conversations that have been had with both Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson that basically say, hey, it didn't take, you know, uh, it didn't take, uh, you know, a Sherlock Holmes detective to figure out that 
Evan Rachel Wood has been talking about this, and Marilyn Manson has been talking about his treatment of her all along. And it goes back to um, a few years ago when Evan, well, Evan Rachel Wood has always been very open about the fact that she was in an abusive relationship when she was in her late teens. Mm Mm-hmm. But more specifically, she actually testified in uh, in um, an effort to get a law passed called the Phoenix Act. And this is the Phoenix Act is the um, the act in the state of California that extends the statute of limitations on abusive relationships. Okay. so she testified before Congress about her experience in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And in this, in this uh, testimony, she talked about a man she dated when she was 18 years old. Okay. Again, hello, 18. It does not take uh, a private investigator to figure out that that was Marilyn Manson. They were, they had a public relationship. She talks about how he groomed her when he began grooming her when she was about 18 years old. He physically abused her, deprived her of sleep, starved her, and stalked her when she tried to leave him by calling her incessantly. Now, meanwhile, over here in 2009, in an interview with Spin Magazine, Marilyn Manson is talking about this very thing. He says of his relationship with Evan Rachel Wood in 2009, okay, so that's... 12 years ago. Yep. He says he called Evan Rachel Wood 158 times while self-mutilating and then blamed her for it. He said, quote, I wanted to show her the pain she put me through. It was like, I want you to physically see what you've done. So sit with that for a second. He's calling her 158 times while he is inflicting pain on himself to show her what he has done to her. Uh, and sh- and then other, other sto- I mean, I could go on, but there's other stories about him uh, in another interview saying that he has fantasies about uh, smashing her skull with a sledgehammer. So what this says to me is what we've already learned in other situations similar to this. This behavior was allowed to continue in plain sight. Maybe people were choosing not to see it, so they just walked right by it. Right. But the evidence was still there in a culture at a time and a place where people um, didn't take this kind of thing seriously. And Marilyn Manson, much like a lot of other celebrities who have now been called to account for their behavior, was able to operate in this manner without a level of seriousness that, in retrospect, seems totally warranted and sadly not taken seriously at all what i mean by that is like very clearly he was showing us who he was as you said Mm -hmm. and the difference is that no nobody took things seriously then we are now in a culture post me too where people the and i shouldn't say people because i'm sure there were many people who took this seriously but institutions now take these things seriously in a way that they did not before right right and and i i think it sort of i don't know this could act as a cautionary tale to the army hammers shall we say of today and others where if if you were speaking so brazenly aloud about behaviors that you engage in um that are abusive in nature yeah 
the onus is on both of the onus is on us to believe that. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit like that frog in boiling water. The more Marilyn Manson talked, the more he normalized his behavior. Yeah. And the more we allowed for it, right? So he's making these again, I think I said this yesterday. Like moms were warning us about Marilyn Manson like constantly. And we Well, we should have followed their guts. Well, but so what happened, the thing again that's different, right, is that moms are always warning us about things that they think are dangerous for their kids. Mm -hmm. They're not always dangerous things for their kids. I give you, you know, I take you no further down the road than somebody named Tipper Gore, who was, you know, talking about the dangers of rock music Mm -hmm. and also all parents for all time. Again, the difference is that people who had a vested money interest in Marilyn Manson looked the other way. Right. It's not that the audience looked the other I mean, like, most of us were not really, I, I can speak for the room, I think, unless Holly has some weird affinity that we're not aware of. Um, she could. We didn't run towards Marilyn Manson in the beginning. We were all just kind of like, that's weird. But there was clearly an audience for him, and that audience was valuable monetarily, financially, such that institutions didn't need to hold him accountable, and they could write off other people's criticism as simply as, you know, um, people just shaking their finger at culture. No, and that's a really good point. I will say that, you know, hindsight being 2020, as I've been digging through um, this story in uh, on NBC.com about Marilyn Manson has many different references to other things that Marilyn Manson has said publicly, etc. And you can link to these other interviews. And so I've gone down this rabbit hole where I'm now I'm face and looking at it all in a way I never paid attention to Marilyn Manson before. Well, sure. Yeah. So as when you see it all presented in this way, I'm like, what the heck were we thinking all along? We should have known that he was behaving this way. But I realize that the people who would be outraged by Marilyn Manson aren't paying attention to Marilyn Manson. Well, and at the same time, so Marilyn Manson is saying these things in public under the persona of Marilyn Manson. Right. So then it's like, well, okay, is this person being an entertainer, a provocateur under this entertainment persona that's supposed to like poke at parents' worst fears? Which is an archetype. Which is an archetype, right. It goes back for decades. Like other people have done what Marilyn Manson did before. The problem is, I don't think Marilyn Manson, I think there was a t- uh, for many people, they can separate that um, character from who they really are, Marilyn Manson seemed to start to embrace that character a little bit, but we wouldn't know that. Right. 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 We wouldn't know that. Right. Well, um, we did know that. But, but we should have known that. <laughs> but if it happened today, we would know that. My point is, again, there are people behind the scenes that knew this behavior was happening. It is not to say that we're all responsible for Marilyn Manson and not doing anything about it. It's the same way. And people very much boil these these um, controversies down to, to, to very black and white issues in that they'll say, well, it was just a different time. Right. But that's not good enough. It, it is not good enough to write off the fact that society missed the danger that Marilyn Manson was um, just because 
everybody dropped the ball. It's it's to say, let's look to see who was actually actively supporting him, knowing that he was engaged in this kind of behavior. Like, who should have known better? Right. It's, it's the, the same, same thing as Harvey Weinstein. It's the same thing yeah. as Harvey Weinstein. It's the same thing as Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as Jeffrey Epstein. There were people at every step of the game at this person's level of power and privilege that looked the other way because it was financially beneficial to them or the system that they were a part of. Right. And sure, you could like try to make an argument that we were all part of that, but I, I'm concerned less about that because, you know, we're not the ones pulling uh, strings behind the scenes. But for us, it is a good cautionary tale because we've had people also giving us warnings that, to your point, we weren't listening to. Right. Right. Well, again, this story isn't going away anytime soon. And I have unfortunately fallen down the uh, rabbit hole of reading a little too much about Marilyn Manson. So we'll keep our finger on the pulse of this as it uh, as as it develops. But also, again, we're looking at you, Army Hammer, etc. <laughs> well, we'll get to him. <laughs> Don't worry about that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071.